music of the bells, and I know we're all looking forward to more of that here in the pending holiday season. Believe it or not, it's just around the corner. Well, again, good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Tim, and it's good to be with you and also those that are joining us online. What a wonderful day and great time it is right now as we are entering in deeper into November. And I don't know about you, but it seems like, um, you know, maybe every week, if not every other day, I get something in the mail from these investment companies. Do you do that? Is it just me or, you know, but I seem to be getting all of those wonderful invitations to these investment firms, wonderful things like mutual funds and bonds and all kinds of investment opportunities. And, and you know, we've been talking about investment here in this series that we find ourselves in. We're calling it Invested, but I'm not going to talk to you about treasury bills and CDs and all those kinds of things, but something far greater than that, because we're going to talk today about faithfully investing in the kingdom of God. We're in this series where we're focusing on how we can really participate in something that's far larger than our life, something that really is out of this world that we can rely upon, that we can place our faith in, and we're gonna talk about it here today and in this series. You know, we really have three opportunities in life. One is you can waste your life, and don't you know that a lot of people are doing that? A lot of people out there are simply wasting their life. I'd like to have pieces of my life back where I've sat through a terrible movie, or I started reading a book, or just the other kinds of things that people do in life. You can waste your life. Then some people simply spend their life. They just spend their life away as fast as they can, living from paycheck to paycheck, just kind of doing this and doing that, the thrills and fun of life. Or you can invest your life. Here's an important principle that I've learned that whatever you want more of in life, you need to learn to give it away. You know, if you want more time, you learn to give it away by blessing other people. If you need more energy, you give away by serving other people. If you want more money, you give it away by serving other people. If you want to increase your talent and abilities, you give it away by serving other people. God has set up the universe, it seems, with this kind of principle that whatever you want more of, you learn to give it away. And why is that? Because God wants to teach us to be more like himself in the person of Jesus Christ. For after all, God is a giver. God is exceedingly generous. We talk about his amazing grace. God has blessed us even with himself, his only begotten son, that we might not have death, but that we might have life and life everlasting. And God wants us to learn to be more like his son, Jesus. And the way he teaches us to be like Jesus is to throw in, I guess, this little bit of incentive to us that the more you give, the more you get back. Now, this is not prosperity gospel here. We're talking about a simple principle out of Luke chapter 6 and verse 38 that we mentioned last week. Give and it will be given unto you, pressed down and running over. More than you can handle. You can have a real abundance in life if you learn to be generous at heart. If you learn to be a giver at heart, if you are one that invests in the kingdom of God, give and it will be given unto you. You give it away, whatever you need. Now, Jesus, as you know, talked a lot about giving. 
In fact, many of the parables he shared are about giving. So that ought to give us some pause when we think about how we handle our assets, how we manage our abilities, our time, our energy. And one such parable we find is what we've shared today in Matthew chapter 25, down in verses 14 here to 30, we find the parable of the talents. The parable of the coins. Jesus told this story of a man who goes off on a journey and he leaves three servants, his uh, every one different uh, amounts of, of talents of money, and then he comes back and he asks them to give an account for what they have done with this talent, these coins, this treasury that I have given. And in the story, the master represents God and the servants represent us and the talents represents the talents that we have been given. And if you notice as you see this particular text and you hear what Jesus is saying here, we can find a vital principle here at play that we can take away from this story and it's the whole concept of compensation. You know, if you use your talents, you're gonna be rewarded. And the key, as I say, to investing your life is simply this, and that is service. The second great commandment is to love your neighbor as you love yourself. And that means to give whatever you've got away, your time, your money, your assets, your energy, your talent, you bless other people with it. God says, the more you bless other people with your life, the more I'm going to bless you. And this is the whole idea, if you will, of compensation. If you use your talent wisely, you are rewarded. So listen to this verse once more. It's verse 23. His master replied to this uh, the, the second person here, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things, and I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Now remember that this is a parable. And a parable is a story that Jesus often told in order to teach this spiritual truth. And the master rewarded these first two servants here with three things. Notice that about this verse that I've just shared with you. There are three rewards that you're going to get in heaven if you use your talents to bless other people. If you manage the amazing gifts that God has given to you, those generous talents, uh, your time and your energy, if you manage what God has blessed you with, you can expect three rewards. The first one here is this whole idea of affirmation. His master says, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I don't know about you, but I long to have the blessing, whether it's the blessing of mom and dad, but here you see the blessing of our heavenly father. God says you did a good job. Can you imagine getting to heaven one day and you're standing before almighty God and there are perhaps millions and millions of eyes upon you and God reviews your life of service and looks at you and says, good job, you really made your life count. You invested in the kingdom of God and you loved me with all your heart and accepted my son and you loved your neighbor. You know, I have a family motto, do the best I can with what I have for Jesus today. And I think that's a pretty good motto for life. I think it's one that we all ought to have. Do the best you can with what you have. And I'm not going to be griping about what I don't have for Jesus today. But God says, if you do that, one day you're going to stand before God and we're going to say, and we're going to hear it said, well done, thou good and faithful servant. 
Good job, fantastic, right on. And no, we're not perfect. Yes, we make mistakes. Sometimes we blow it, but he says you did the best you could with what you had been given. And you used the talent that I gave you. You invested it and you doubled it and you blessed other people. That's the word of affirmation this servant received. A second benefit, if you think about this text here and what Jesus is communicating to us, is another reward is promotion. Not only this whole idea of you're affirmed, you did a good job, but notice here in this verse, it says, you've been faithful with a few things and I will now put you in charge of many things. It's a promotion. Do you know that your reward and your responsibility are going to be determined by how you use your talents here in this life? And I'm not just talking about salvation here. There's only one way to heaven, one name, as the Bible says there in Acts 4.12, that is given to us whereby we must be saved. But I'm talking about here rewards. I'm talking about here responsibilities from faithful investing. He says, if you're faithful in a few things, then I'm going to trust you with greater things. I'm going to give you greater responsibilities. Your faithfulness in what you have. All of us want to serve God, I know, in great ways. And I know a lot of people really want to serve God, but they want to serve in a way that's out front. They want to serve in a way that puts their name in the spotlight. They only want to participate if it's going to have something really for them. And none of us really seem to want to serve a lot in the normal everyday routines of life. The ordinary ways like picking up the trash in the kitchen or rolling up the extension cords here on the platform or setting up the chairs in the CLC or serving on a team or passing out bulletins or being a greeter or helping in Sunday school. It seems like a lot of people want to serve in those big ways. But God says, be faithful in the little things and I will reward you with even greater responsibility. You get a promotion according to this parable. Not only do you have affirmation to hear those wonderful words, you did it, and that you get more, a promotion, but notice a third thing here. You have a great celebration in store for you. He says, come and share in your master's happiness. Imagine this, you get to heaven and God reviews your life. And you knew the answer to the first question. You said, yes, Jesus is Lord. And then you know the answer to the second question. Here's what I did with my life. Here's how I blessed other people. Here's how I invested in your kingdom, God. Here's how I used the talent. And God says, well, come on in. Come to this marriage supper, uh, this feast. Come and enjoy and share in your master's happiness. He says, it's party time. And God knows how to throw a party like no one else. And it goes on and on and on for it's eternal. Let's rejoice about what you did with the talents that I gave you, with what you did with the time and the energy that you had and the treasure that you were given. The fact is the happiest people, as you know, in the world have really learned this key principle and they have found out that the key to life is to give it away. You bless other people. You can't be an old miser. 
but you are a steward of God's resources and you invested in God's kingdom by loving and blessing other people. Do, do you remember there a few years ago, you'd be listening to your favorite show on TV or there would be some music on the radio and all of a sudden it would break in and it would say the emergency broadcast system. Do you remember that? Every once in a while you'd be listening to something and really paying attention, your favorite show, and then all of a sudden it would come on and say, this is a test. If there had been an actual an emergency, you'd be dead by now. <laughs> but since you're hearing this, it's a test. Well, I got to tell you something that God says right now, your life, this is testing. This is the time of test. This is a time of preparation. And so many people today do not have this biblical worldview. It somehow has fallen to the side, especially with younger people. And they think this is all I got. They think that this is it, that I've got a few years here and I might as well live it up. But no, the Bible says this is merely a warm-up act for all of eternity. God is eternal and has a place eternal for us. And I know you're going to spend far more time over the, the eternal side than we are on this side of 50, 60, 70, 80 years. This is the dress rehearsal for eternity. This is kindergarten time preparing us for all of time. This is the appetizer, if you will, before the main event. Many people are acting, however, in our day like this is it. I may as well just live it up as hard as I can. I might as well just go for it and with all gusto and spend every dime I've got and just focus on me, 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 this whole concept of meology and live it up because at the end of the day, I'm gonna take my last breath and that's it. But that's not the biblical worldview and that's not what awaits for those of you who are faithful in investing in the kingdom of God, you're making a mistake in a major way if you're thinking that this is it. The Bible says your time on earth is a test and that God is watching you and he's going away on a journey like this guy in this story as an example. He's given you some talents and he's coming back to see what you have done with what you have been blessed with. These talents, have you used it wisely? what you have been given and blessed. Have you received his son? And then he's gonna say, good job. Words of affirmation, good job. And then you're gonna hear those others, those other words, you're gonna receive greater responsibility. I have given you a few things and you have used it well and you've blessed other people. I'm gonna give you even greater things. And then he's gonna say, we're gonna have a celebration in your name. But if you don't, live like this, like this other servant. He says here, depart from me. You haven't used my resources that I blessed you with. You are lazy indeed, and I don't know you. You know, one day God is gonna take an audit of our life, and what is the bottom line gonna say on the P&L sheet? What's it gonna say, uh, you know, the bottom line on the balance sheet. When you come and you stand before a savior with nail-pierced hands who came and died for each of us, what did you do with what I have given to you? What are you going to say? You say, I had fun, 
I had lots of money, I got with Fisher Investments, I made a nice portfolio, I finally retired and built a house, and I've got a really nice lawn, and by the way, I have to pick up all these leaves, right? And God's gonna say, what? What have you really done? What are you doing with your life, your time, your abilities, your service? You know, the smartest investment you will ever make is not with fidelity, it's not with Fisher Investments, but the smartest investment you'll ever make is when you come to God and you say, God, I want to use the rest of my life, whether it's 10 days, 10 weeks, 10 months, 50 years, another 60 years in serving you and blessing other people. There's something absolutely marvelous about that and that really just excites the soul when you become not a miser, but a true generous giver of God's resources and invest in God's kingdom. This is a test down here on earth and we're just getting ready for the main event. You know, here at Faith Community, we have been investing, really investing in people now for 55 or 60 years or so, and it was amazing last week if you were here and saw our video of just how short clip through the years of how we have been blessing people in this community in so many different ways. Not only through our food pantry, people who are in need with food, and not only our Stepping Forward program, but also our Family Promise, helping people who don't have shelter, We've been reaching out to our kids. We're handing out Bibles. We're offering amazing vacation Bible schools. We've got wonderful bell players and musicians and so many wonderful ways that we worship. We are really reaching out in a multitude of ways. And one of the ways that we have been reaching out is through our caring ministry. And I've asked Ann to come for just a moment to share with us about some really great ways that we are blessing other people. In Matthew, the 25th chapter, Jesus says, I was hungry and you gave me food. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you comforted me. I was in prison and you visited me. Beloved, let us love one another. Faith community has strived to follow Jesus' command to love one another. And today we are celebrating National Pastoral Care Week. I know you've all had that on your calendar all week long, haven't you? We have a strong and growing pastoral care program here at Faith Community. Some of our ministries include our grief support, including the service of remembrance tonight at 530, and our support groups, grief, cancer support, caregiver support groups. We also have a Stevens ministry program, and we have a care team and a hospital and nursing home visitation team. Our prayer shawl ministry distributed over 1,500 prayer shawls during the height of the pandemic to COVID patients. Our chemo cat program makes hats for those that are suffering the effects of chemotherapy. And our weekly Christian yoga program reaches out to many in our community. 
Today, we celebrate Pastoral Care Week, and we thank you for your support in helping us to make the love of Jesus known. And we invite you, after this service, to meet us out front in the lobby and have a piece of cake, and look at our ministry table and see if there is a ministry that you could invest your life in to show God's love to all of his children. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you so much, Anne, and for all of those who work so tirelessly to care for one another. That's really what community is about. It's what our church has been doing, reaching out, caring, praying, serving, helping one another. You know, I said some time ago, and I'll say it again, you know, on my headstone, I want those four words, at least he tried, right? I mean, I may not realize all the goals I've set for my life, but at least I'm going to die trying, doing the best I can to reach out, to serve, to really bless, help, love other people. And I challenge you today to not bury what God has given to you, but to invest it in God's kingdom. Can you join me in prayer? Mighty God, we thank you so very much for the opportunity to be part of what you're doing. And Lord, to use the gifts and graces that you have so generously bestowed upon us, Lord, to invest it in your kingdom. Lord, we just pray for every heart here today that we would truly be reflective, be open to the moving of your spirit, be guided, Lord, by your word, and invest in you something far greater far greater than just a mere organization made by, by mankind, but, Lord, something made eternal in the heavens. And Lord, we be part of your kingdom and be faithful in investing. We pray in the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.